Hi, thank you for joining me, Jay, on this beautiful, sunny day in Northern California. I would have to say that um, we're very blessed today, and today I'm going to come up um, with um, three of my favorite other ladies that I would have to say they were really good comedians, and one of them I'm going to start off with is Phyllis Diller. Phyllis Diller was a very strange lady, um, particularly about the way she was always dressed, but mainly that she was always, you know, holding that black long tip with her cigarette. <laughs> wow. And that voice of her made her millions. So I thought I would introduce myself today to my new voice that from now on, I'm going to be talking up like this. Because uh, in my day, Phyllis Diller used to come out here, and she was just nothing but nonsense. I'm going to put it out there. The lady was just nonsense. What she made money on, it was nonsense. It's, uh, she had no humor. Um, but the way she dresses, the way I act, and it was kind of flowery and kind of colorful like I am and how she was. And uh, I, 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 the only difference between Phyllis, I think, uh, was just that she was taller. My hair is just like hers. Um, my eyelashes just like hers. It's only 60 years later, and here I am, a small... <laughs> that was the gift that she had she gave the world. Because if we all really think about it, and 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 you say, hey, do you remember Phyllis Diller? Oh, no. But if you go, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the gift that we comedians leave. We all have a beautiful gift of um, of leaving, you know, like Lucille, Carol, and Joan. And then here comes, uh, um, you know, Phyllis. And then and she was just really almost like a red skeleton of, you know, character, dry. But for some reason, they said that she was a comedian, and, and that was okay. What the most beautiful part about it is how she and these ladies in that generation, again, submissive. You were supposed to be submissive. You were supposed to not be heard. You were supposed to be, you know, uh, being in the kitchen and having babies. Well, these ladies stopped, put a stop to that. And that, I think, is what I respect about uh, these characters that uh, I have chosen to say that I um, would like to be like they're my role models as comics because another one is like Betty White. And Betty White, yeah, she was on the Golden Girls. That's what made Betty. Not Betty White because Betty was really a serious lady. I, uh, when I saw her on on stage, nothing. There was nothing the lady made me laugh, but when you put her on Golden Girl and you saw the blonde, the natural ditzy blonde, well, you know, there you go. We all have our gift of what can make me or someone else laugh, and hers was, you know, a very beautiful lady, striking lady, but she lived with these, uh, the other two characters, which the, the oldest character, she was a lot old, younger than all of them, but she played as her mother. And then there was Blanche, and she was nothing but a, they called her the slut because she was very aggressive. And then there was Betty. What do you mean he sleeps with you and, and you guys just talk all night and uh, and you take your clothes off and nothing happens? What does that mean? And so there's that character kind of dry, but in those days, I, I compare a laughter to that generation and to our generation because, again, comics... Uh, were articulately, and they were only really remembered at certain things, whereas now if you say, 
Oh, my gosh, do you remember Red Skeleton? Oh, my goodness, who does it? Or do you remember the Sanford and Son? Oh, hello. Those two right there, just saying their names, the world knows them. But when you say Betty White, Golden Girls, you don't see her as a comedian or a comic standing on stage. And and you never really saw um, Phyllis Diller. You know, who's that? Well, that's that lady that used to laugh. Me. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, 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 yeah. So um, another lady that I really liked a lot was uh, Lily Thompson. But what was she known for? She was tiny. She sat on a big chair. Are you kidding? And she became a millionaire from that chair and being so tiny. Again, what was her gift to us? Being tiny and on a chair. I'm just putting it out there. And uh, uh, and when you got Sanford and Son, what was he? What was he known for? Well, because he lived in a hoarder house. That's what they call now a hoarder house. You know, his house was the garage. It was a salvage place that you came and bought things. It was a thrift store, and then it was his home. And uh, what did he bring? just itself, his character. He would come in dressed like an old man and he was very young at the time and the the character that he played, I guess the characters that they make these people play are, are almost like um they become them in real life because when you read about them, their life was really their character and then they put them on, on the screen and before you know it, they were in our homes. We we look forward to watching them. Um, another one would have been, you know, Mr. Ed, a talking horse. Really? And Mr. Ed was funny, funny. Uh, his voice, oh, my gosh, to the T. He was a horse, people. Uh, and we used to listen to Mr. Ed give us advice. And we were like, what, stuck on that screen? Oh, my gosh. Um, funny. And I loved Mr. Ed. He was one of my funniest animal characters. I'm just saying, I know I've been living under the rock, but, but sometimes being slow and coming out of the rock and looking what's around the rock, you find out there's a bunch of tumbleweeds, mm-hmm, a bunch of uh, uh, dried up weeds out there, mm-hmm, and then you end up in the desert, and the desert is your home and, and what you put around it. You can either thrive or, or it can dry up, and I've decided at 62 that Granny has decided. With all due respect, this tax break thing that we're getting, I've decided to go ahead and claim all 17 of us next year. Now, I discussed this last night and last week. What's happened, though, with my personalities is a couple of them wants to claim themselves. Now, I'm in a pickle. There's nothing I can do about it. Because now they've turned against me, and they realize that if I claim them, they're going to get money, but they're not going to get, I ain't going to share it all. <laughs> I'm just not going to share it all. So they figured if they claim themselves, they can just get what they want. Now, I don't know what I'm going to do when I go up there and I present this to the White House. Might be something, you know, some characters up there couldn't mind handle because, you know, just say so. Sometimes in that White House, there's people that's got 52 personalities and there's only one person. <laughs> Just saying, that would be the Senate, and that would be the Congress guy, and that would be uh, whoever, and they're all the same person. I'm just saying, did you know that Tom is now the head of the Congress, and did you know that Tom is the head of the Secretary, and did you know that Tom is now Juanita, and did you know that Juanita was always Thomas? I'm just saying that they're all one person. 
And so my point here is that if anybody out there has any advice about what I could do with these 17 personalities, I would much be obliged. And now um, I've decided that I'm not going to tell anybody or tell them anymore what I'm doing because when I do, oh, my God, the other one got out the other day. Listen, no, this one's really bad. She got out, and she was telling everybody that she's going to claim me. Yeah, the nerve of her. Yeah, she's going to claim me. She said I was schizophrenia. And I asked her, what the heck does that mean, a phrenia? And she said, that's your problem. You see, you want to claim me, but you don't realize that you're a schizo. And a phrenia is the frame that you're in, in the schizo. What is going on in that phrenian schizomat of yours? And I said, I'm not going to put up with this, not here in public. Now, we got in the car, and I said, why are you acting like this? She says, because I ain't been out with a man in so many years. And I said, what's that got to do with the Frania thing? And she says, because you always act up when a good man comes around. I said, what's that got to do with taxes? I'm so confused. And she says, that's why it's called schizophrenia. I'm just saying to you, someone needs to be at the top in here. And I'm thinking she's trying to overrule me, and, and I need help. I, I need a lot of help from this lady. So I've decided to just concentrate. Last week, I, I said, okay, we're not doing the tax thing. And I got back on Lily Thompson, and the focus now has been on, let's focus on what made comedy from 1955 to now. A lot were... Um, there was a guy named Lenny, and he did a lot of stand-up comedy. Again, three-piece suit, slick back hair, gorgeous man, no humor. That was in the 50s. And then we came to Billy Crystal. Oh, my goodness. How could you not love Billy? Hollywood didn't like him, but the world loved Billy and all his city slicker movies. Every with Billy, uh, with Mary and Jane, uh, Jane and Mary, where he's um no Dick and Jane, where he's at the restaurant. He asks her, "What is you? What is it that you want to tell me?" She says, "I won't tell you that I've been uh, faking it all the time with you, and this how it's like in public." I think it's the big one. Right now, I'm making it. Even as we speak, you turn me on and you don't. And he's like, oh my gosh, I love that scene. The beautiful and, 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 um, Wilder. Oh my goodness. Him and his, his hair, he looked to me like Phyllis Diller. And then Phyllis Diller could pass as Wilder because, um, um, he was another awesome, awesome comedian. I don't know why these people never, ever became legends because really they should have been Richard Pryor with Gene Wilder. Oh, come on. Those two together <laughs> in prison, Richard. And it's pretty sad because the, the the sad thing about Richard is he had it all. It was a gift. Laughter. It was his posture. It was no, uh, you know, okay, strike a pose or he had to act out. It was just Richard. That was Richard. And the way Richard passed uh, is pretty sad that he didn't have enough a love people to love him enough to say, hey, dude, I, uh, I'm not going to let you do this anymore. I love you too much, but we're going to get you some help because that voice, 
that laughter that you give us, I'm thinking we're going to miss it when you're off stage. And boy, I tell you, that's, I have to say, when comedy left us is when Richard Pryor, yeah, he was just a gift to all of us. And sometimes we don't realize inside, again, as comics, as comedians, even though we're standing, sitting wherever we are, and we're trying to make you laugh really inside when you're not with us. We're really crying, but we're hoping that we could get you that little tickle inside you, um, like Lily Thompson, really. You know, we laughed for a moment, but it was like every week we were watching her on the same chair, her little legs dangling down. She would live, stay, sleep in a baby crib. The crib was big, and she was tiny. Heck, I'm four foot ten, and they ain't done that for me. I'm just saying, sometimes in life, you just get ripped off, and you just got to wipe your tears, blow your nose, throw the, the toilet paper down, and uh, walk on it, and just say, um, you know, it is what it is, and uh, that's why every day, every day, I find myself just Googling about laughter. No, No particular person, just what made a person get up and want to get up and just want to get on stage? What makes me want to do this comedy relief thing on the number one radio station, BBS, is because I sat for so long with so much laughter in me, and no matter where I went, hospitals, nursing homes, wherever, homes, mansions, you know, to the wherever, they were always like, can you make us laugh? Um, and that was, to me, a gift. I could give them something for free. There was no charge, and you can guarantee it at, when they were leaving. <laughs> I did have my hand out at the door. I'm just saying, even though I said no charge, I had let them know. You listen to me, just dime up in here, and they would look at me and go, high five, Lynn, that was good. And that's what I got was a high and then a five. <laughs> and that's why sometimes hygiene <laughs> really gets hygiene, and she's mad because uh, that's the one that stands on the corner, and she always makes good money. Then when the guys used to give her a high five, she'd come home with 5000 and i come home with high five, you know. So there's a different definitions and high fives and how you do the five, I'm just saying. And Gene has taught us all that when you're standing on the corner, they don't care about your hygiene. They're cared about nothing about hygiene. How you doing, girl? You got five minutes for $5 or five minutes for 50 cents. Holler, ho. Well, that's what poor hygiene is all about. Mm-hmm. That's one of my other personalities that I'm not. Go- I'm not going to claim that one. No, no, oh no. They will put a red flag up on that one. That one they will say, okay, right here, something's wrong. High Jean's calling about that she's not high and she ain't Jean, but she is Jean and then she is high, and we're all confused. So there's four of them now. So um, uh, that's what I loved about uh, Richard Pryor. That guy could come up with so many different personalities, and before you know it. Uh, he was on the floor laughing at himself. Again, why? Because it's, uh, did he get the crowd to laugh? That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make it giggle. Um, like in my generation, um, when the men used to come over, we used to love it because most of us, uh, we would we would make fun of the guys. Seriously, we would say, listen, there's a new guy in town. Uh, he's got a lot of money. He's got buck teeth. He's got real thick glasses. And all you got to do is just smile at him, you know, open up one or two buttons. And I didn't mean the ones from the 501 jeans. Work with me, people. Work with me. I meant the sweater that had the turtleneck that had 15 buttons around your neck. 
poor guy couldn't even get his finger down the neck, which talking about in any ways. That's exactly how it was in those days. Nowadays, it's like this. The guy shows up now. Excuse me. Remember, this is comedy now. Guy shows up. And here you come downstairs, and all you're doing is, now listen to me, all you're going to do is meet his parents. And here comes, he's walking in the house, knock, knock. Hey, yes, Cindy Redding. Yeah, oh, oh my, okay, I'll wait. Oh, hi, mister. Yes, Mr. Thompson, I'll have her home at, what? It's 7. It's 6.30. Uh, oh, okay, I'll have her home at 7.15. I got 30 minutes to get into your daughter's buttons. You're killing me, sir. All right, I'll have her home by, listen to me, is there any way possible? How about 8.15, and we got a deal. And then here she comes now. She got on a turtleneck. Dad goes, oh, look at her. Don't she look good? And she got on some pants, that, you know, and then some boots on. Dad's going, yeah, that's, that's going to take at least 30 minutes. So he ain't going to have time with her. <laughs> Little does he know that as soon as he's going out, there goes Cindy. <laughs> yeah, and Cindy's in that Buick with him. Mm, hey, baby, how you doing? Now, Cindy has an outfit on that you just unzip in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just butt naked. She's just butt naked right now. And uh, the guy puts on that outfit. They put it in the back of the trunk. She doesn't get wrinkled, you know, because Dad looks at everything. And there's go, there's, there she goes, Cindy, and and he's racketeering it. I'm just saying he's tearing the racket up. And then before you know it, uh, it's time to go home. It's 8.15. She zips the thing back up and says, I really like that guy, Thomas. I like the way he brings you home on time, Cindy. Did you have a good time? And Cindy's got a smile on her face. Dad, I love, I love you so much. Can I still go out with him tomorrow night? That was my generation. Now the generations, you go, mm, uh, here we go. Is Shaquita home? Can you tell Shaquita? You tell Thomas. Thomas is up in him. Hey, Shaquita. Yeah, you want me to talk? No, I'm not talking to your dad, honey. Just wear that top, you know, the tube top, and, you know, and, and, and wear the, the skirt, and no, and no, no, don't wear no thongs. Just come on down like this, and your dad ain't going to see nothing. Just come on down the stairs, and there's her father, Samson. Where y'all going? Well, Dad, we're just going to, all right, bye. Bring her home whenever you want. If you want to keep her, it's only $20 a week you got to send. And you can have her. No, 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 sir. I just want to keep her for about 10 minutes, maybe 20, you know, depending on the mood and how much money I got to pay on her. Oh, well, if you're going to be like that, can you still keep her for tomorrow night and I'll pay you then? Don't bring her home until tomorrow night. Oh, no, no, sir. We don't want to do that. Dad, stop it. Well, can you keep her for two weeks? Hell, I will advance you the pace. I'm just saying, nowadays, it's the parents like, can you can you pay uh, just to, to have her sent out of my house? I will pay you, son. In our days, oh, my God, you had to go, hi, mister. How are you? Oh, yes. No worry. Don't worry. I'll have her home. La, la, la. And then here comes Lily Thompson sitting on her little rocking chair. My point, where's the humor and the laughter when you're trying to get out of the house just for 10 minutes, I'm holding this idiot's hand and saying, I love you, I love you too, and I'll talk to you tomorrow, and I'll talk to you tomorrow too. Do you love me? I love you too. Don't you ever forget that we love each other. Okay. Mm. That's the beautiful part of ad-libbing instead of having someone 
and nowadays the comedians get on and they say that they have to, you know, practice four or five times a joke. Are you kidding me? So you're going to say the same joke four or five times and you're wondering why you're not getting hiring when you just get out there and just just joke on yourself. Just joke on whatever you can. If you see a piece of stone on the floor at the time, joke on the stone. Um, it's um, about laughter. And again, five people are not going to sit in the same room and laugh at the same person. It's not going to happen. Five people are not going to sit in the same room and agree. But what we're going to agree on that laughter it does help, especially the holidays. Come on, Santa Claus is getting hard time this year. They didn't have him all over the news mm-hmm, for sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. He is going to be detained because he's been having a lot of kids mm-hmm, through the years. Mm-hmm, sit on his lap and asking him. And Santa says, now, have you been naughty or have you been nice? And now he's going to be prosecuted for being you know, one of those sexual harassment Santas. What is the world coming to? What happened? What happened to the laughter, the innocence? It's called respect. Well, lately it's been called, not respect, it's been called sexual harassment. Sexual harassment. Um, yeah, you know, that's when someone harasses one of the I can't figure it out because sometimes women, I'm going to put it out there, they go out there. Now, I've seen these women, drop-dead gorgeous women, go up and spread that breast right in that man's face and say, listen to me, <laughs> is there a way possible you could let me borrow your wallet? Honey, not only can you borrow my wallet, <laughs> but could you take me with the wallet uh, and, and uh, then you can have the wallet? I'm just saying. And then you have a man that because the woman comes in and her breasts are hanging out and they're saying, hey, hey, how are you? And the guy goes, girlfriend, wow, look at you. Ma'am, you've got the prettiest boobies. I mean, blue blue, blue, blue eyes I've ever seen in my life. I mean, those blue, blue doos have uh, really... <laughs> Got my attention. What position did you want? I mean, um, ma'am, uh, what are you, what are you applying for? And what position can you get into? I mean, and what position were you applying for when you were calling for the position that you that you're in right now? Because this position that you're in right now has got me focused on the blue. I mean, on the boo. I mean, on the. On your blue, blue eye, blue, blue besides, mm-hmm. besides your boobs. I mean, your blues. Uh, we're not hiring right now. We just listen to me. I got you in here to tell you we're not hiring. So I'm sorry that the position that you were looking for, in the position that you're in right now, in the position that we'll be in, is not going to be available tomorrow. <laughs> but if we do the position right now, <laughs> you might get yourself a bonus. <laughs> And again, that's just a little laughter in there. I sorry, let me focus back in here on the comedians. Now let's talk about um, who else was I going to talk about today? That's been really um, on the news lately. Would be uh, what's his name? Uh, Fluffy. Okay, Fluffy's this Mexican Latino guy. Awesome, awesome comedian he is. Uh, gifted, uh, bilingual, can do 
comedy on both funny in Spanish and in English. And what I love about Fluffy is that Fluffy loves Fluffy. doesn't care about what labels we put on ourselves or what people want to call us at. Um, he can get on stage and Fluffy can literally just be Fluffy or he can be skinny and Fluffy at the same time. Again, why um, he tells his story how he started. He tells his story how beautiful it was, you know, being a no one, and now he's fluffy, and now he's married to a woman who's got a child that's as tall as he is, and just a really funny guy on how you can say, because sometimes in Spanish, when you tell a joke, it's like, um, uh, mira, pendejo, te dije que me, llama, que me traía una vaca, una jamaca, y me traíste una vaca. Now, if you say that in Spanish, you're going to go, what the heck the humor is? But again, that's the beautiful part about Fluffy because, you know, he gets to tell, you know, it in his language and then he tells it in English. And when you tell it in English, they want to throw tomatoes at him because you want us to laugh. But the Spanish people were rolling because it's really, you know, what she said is, I ask you to bring me a hammock. Okay, hamaca. And then he brought her a cow, una vaca. Do you see the, well, anyways. And that's a little bit of humor there because, you know, she was asking, she wanted to lay around in the hammock and he brought her a cow, you know, because she was, you know, hamaca, vaca. So, again, being the funny uh, different languages, uh, even when uh, Robin Williams would get on there, he would do his, you know, personalities of different different languages. And no matter what language it was, we were rolling because Robin, not only was he um, articulating in the voice itself, but his body language, the way his character was, uh, we were, we were uh, glued to him just when he was sitting on his head and talking to Mindy. I mean, who did that in those days? Who sat on their head on the couch with their legs crossed in the air when they look like you should be on the on your bottom sitting like that with your head up? No, Robin. Um, you know, different, just different, uh, again, Lily Thomas, and she would get in a baby crib, but the crib would be like, 700 feet tall, and here you saw a little ant in there, and that was her, how they would zoom it in and make it look like she was really this tiny little person. And um, was it funny? No. Was it funny at the time? Yeah. Uh, could you sit and watch it? Well, we had to. That's all ABC had in those days. We had no choice because we had three channels, and we had um, aluminum foil, and we had those antennas. And uh, sometimes we would just take some tape and hope that we could, you know, extend the antenna, the aluminum foil, all the way around to the hall to make sure you could get better reception. All we got was deception. Uh, uh -huh. We figured out that the situation in the stipulation, in the intuition, came out to be the termination. It just wasn't going to be an explanation to what we were trying to do. But at the time, it looked pretty good. Again, laughter. Um, the other day, um, I saw this little uh, video. It was really funny. In Spanish, again, it was a little monkey sitting next to the dog, the little dog Chihuahua. It was a little blonde. So in other words, let me tell you how this was really gone. 
the monkey mm -hmm, was the king. The little chihuahua, mm, she was a little bitch. Mm, because every time the little king went to kiss her, and this is how it went in Spanish. It was, in Spanish, it was cute, but this is what the little monkey would say to the chihuahua, the little bitch. You know, I really love you so much. I love you so much. I really just want to kiss you all over. I want to kiss you so much. The little dog, the little bitches. And so he goes and he goes, hey, baby, baby, I like the way you are so rough in your... And baby, I just like you just turned me on. Before you know it, he went to kiss her and the little dog, the bitch, bit him. He yells back, all I wanted you to do, damn it, is to pet me when I need sex. That's all I want to ask for you is to give me... And you want to bite me in the face. I can't stand it the way you treat me because that's why I call you a bitch. Because you're a bitch. Because you like to just be bishy. But you wonder, baby, all you need is just me to be all over you. But you don't want that. You just want to be a bitch. And the little dog. Again, you had to have seen it. Hilarious. The little monkey flew off the couch when she went to smack him. Because all he wanted was a attention. Funny, a monkey and a dog. Just <laughs> Some of the things you see on social media. Well, yeah. The, the, uh, and another one that I saw the other day was, now here comes a jackass. He says, listen to me, my owner bought me years ago. Mm -hmm. And when he bought me, he never told me that I was an ass of a jack. <laughs> and now everybody's always saying, hey, jackass. And I'm wondering, who are they talking about? When I realize it's my ass that they're talking, and here I am, Jack. And all these years, I thought the owner was proud of me calling me jackass, and it really was Jack, and I'm really the ass. And, and now I've decided I am going to become a stallion, a stud. <laughs> and they call me Black Jack Stud. <laughs> the Black Jackass but that name is still with me. So I've decided to go into retirement, and they're taking me to the Blue House next week. And uh, I will be on your pictures. You will find me in the Elmo jars down in the jack-ass aisle. And it's got some new glue like that. It's called the ass of the jack is glue. That's me. And and, and it's funny things like that that um that sometimes when you're just, you were so busy, so hearing so much negative stuff on the news, on our allies and our... Uh, I mean, it's like the allies are like uh, fleas. And then uh, here we are, you know, the bees in the U.S., and we're just, you know, zoom, zzz, having a good time. And these allies, these fleas come up in here, and they want to ruffle these bees and get into our nest. And before you know it, there's a mess called no more laughter. We're so serious. We're so mad and we're so angry. And um, there's no comedy on TV anymore. Um, there's no more laughter, but if you just put that rear view mirror in you, mm -hmm, and uh, you look at that big mirror in the shower, mm -hmm, I'm thinking that we can relate to what Lucille Ball and Ethel and all what they were doing uh, when they were laughing at themselves. It's um, uh, reality hits you, and you're going, holy shit, that ain't me. Listen to me, that mirror needs to be destroyed, and I wonder who can come in here and fix this mirror. It's going to be laughter. Um, it's uh, it's like when Richard Pryor would get on there, and no matter, sometimes he would just uh, 
go off on on uh, maybe his wife or or something else. Before you know it, he was laughing so hard that he could hardly even understand himself. Because in in the moment of laughter, it's um, one of the greatest gifts. So that's what comedy is all about. Is um, through the years, uh, Billy, uh, um, Gene Wilder, Richard, um, um, Sanford, uh, to be with with talent like that in our days, to see talent go literally to um, um, standing up and putting each other down and well, that's not laughter. That's, you know, literally putting someone down. You never saw Lucille put Carol or Carol put Lucille or Joan. It was always, let's make fun of our family. What in the family can we pick and bring to the stage like Fluffy does? He brings how the son, you know, it's not his son, but he, he asks these questions with a dad would do. And he's like, well, I, I'm not your dad, but uh, here we go. Okay. And you know, laughter can be, um, you're getting up and, uh, like Lucia used to do and promise, uh, her husband that she would not show up at his work. Well, what did Lucy do? She would go in as, uh, the maid or she would go in as anybody but Lucy. And what were we doing? We were following her for the minute that she got dressed to the minute she got to Ricky's audition. And there was Lucy, the cracking up of laughter. Um, I've looked it up, and I and, and, and it's um, we have so much history of laughter, and so many that when they passed, they were so sad, and a lot of them were alcoholics. Dick Van Dyke, um, this man with Mary Tyler Moore, were our that was our home uh, every every week. I could not imagine being without Dick and Mary, and 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 him falling over that autumn and him catching himself, and if you think about it, if you see Dick now, it's just, what's really so sad is that he was always an alcoholic and a drug addict, but how Hollywood hid it from us, but made money off of these people, and Mary Tyler Moore, oh my goodness, her, uh, her wits, her beauty, her heart, she was a beautiful, beautiful woman, like Mary Tyler Moore, that very, that generation that took a risk that we're not going to be sitting at home being housewives that, you know, they, they, they believed in their laughter and they didn't care how dry it was, but they caught our hearts. And for what, 20, 30 years, I, I, I could not compare any, any comedian because every one of them through our generations and generations beyond generations have, each one has left us a plateau of this is what our, uh, the 60s and 70s left us. This is what 70s and the 80s left us. The 80s and the 90s, I, I'm, I'm under the rock. I don't know what happened in the 80s and 90s. Uh, the 2000 to 2010, I'm coming out of the stone, and now it's like, hello, comedy. Uh, you get on social media, and I know sometimes I think I'm rude, but, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll say something about some kind of remark about a politician, and instead of me answering it, politically correct, I go in there and I'll say something off the wall and they're like, 
where are you at? I, I'm over here in uh, up, up, up north by California, up in the in the Mississippi County, up in one of these rocks up in here. Why did I offend one of you guys up in here? Because if you get on social media, you can spend hours laughing, laughing at how mean people really are. And when I first started, I got on there and it was I was so rude and so ugly. And then you know they 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 um. At the time, it was for the elections, and they want you to be rude to either one, whatever, blah, 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 to where, wow, it was so painful to say something so ugly and so disrespectful versus how about let's just turning it around and saying something funny. Like, you know, it's okay that Donald Trump has to feed his his his, his hair every day. I mean, you know, it's if you're a co- co- comedian, it's your, he knows it's a joke, not, oh, my God, can you believe how, you know, the, the, you know negative is negative and positive is just positive. I mean, come on, Hil- Hillary to me was hillbilly. Again, it's just a co- joke. And then Bill was, you know, you know, he was always, always, Always caught in between the sheets again, just a just a joke. And Monica is the one that you know swallowed. He never, and you know she inhaled. He didn't, and you know again it's a joke. I'm not on one to the other. Didn't pick one to the other. Wouldn't even bring that up. But what I'm saying is again versus did you know? And isn't it disgusting? Well, can we just make it fun and just move on? You know, we all have a past. I, it's funny because I used to say a pass, and I used to sell it P- P-A-S-S, and, you know, they, you know, hey, idiot, if you're going to be on social media, you need to learn how to write, write, really. Well, when you push the key sometimes, and you're saying, hey, it might say ho, and it might say, you push the B-I, and it says, you're thinking it's uh, butch, you're saying bitch, uh, you say the saying, you know, salute, you're saying slut, <laughs> and instead of condemning, you're saying, hey, do you have any condoms in the condoms? And the, uh, I'm just saying. So I'm the girl that's always got everything written incorrectly, but it didn't save me on the streets because when uh, when I said incorrectly, they meant, uh, she means, what's the in her? Because, again, I've learned through Robin, uh, through Lucille Ball, as soon as someone comes back with something negative, reverse it to funny. Funny. You never saw Lucy come out, ever. Lucy, Ethel, any Joan Rivers, Kara Burnett, any of them, come out showing their breasts and stuff. You just didn't see that. Because in those days, it was like, keep it to the imagination. Now it's like, I know what size of bra you wear, girl. Mm, yeah, do you need uh, your grandmother's? And you're only, what, four? What? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, uh, again, see how I just turned around to laughter versus, girl, you know, you gave some weight up in there, uh, but it's all right, honey. I love you. Listen to me. I can get a lot of shade in the summer. No, no, I want you change. I can get a lot of shade in the summer, and honey, in the winter time, you are my electric blanket. Only thing I got a problem with, honey, is sometimes one of my legs did not fold to yours, and at night time it gets wrapped up, and I just can't get it out. No, honey, I love all those folds, baby. Come here, baby girl. I mean, baby. Girl, sit down. No, sit down. Let me sit on you, honey. You just, 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 just be straight out. I like it when I sit on your lap. I like it when you hold me and mean that you. I mean everything to you, baby girl. Don't listen to me. You can sit on me. No, it's okay. You weigh seven hundred pounds. I told you I love every one of your folds. Again, turn around, have fun. I've got so many friends. 
TED Talk just like that. Well, one of them, she weighs about 400 pounds. And sometimes she'll say, listen to me, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. I have been looking for 30 minutes for my keys, and I actually, and this is the truth, this happened the other day, my best friend, Rhea. And what does she do? We look for 30 minutes in her car, underneath the seats, underneath the car, in my house, everything. The keys were in a fold of her. We laughed so hard. She wanted me to share it. Why? Because why would she, why would I go, see, if you're so fat? No, right away we laughed so hard. She goes, I'll give you that one. You can use that one on air. I'm a little, you know, a little bit heavy, but one of the keys got stuck way up under the fold. True story. <laughs> it's about, but we, didn't, we would have never known because we sort of laughing, wondering, what are the keys? And the keys came out of the fold. What you saying? Sometimes my my best friend will go grocery shopping. No lie, I tell her, "Listen to me. I'm over here. You're over there. When you get the phone and you're ready to go, we're over here. Where is she at? She comes out of the store. She's in the middle of the highway." <laughs> Again, why will we sit and argue and make a, a horrible day? Let's let's make fun about it. Okay, listen to me. Uh, I'm a little old now, and I just forgot about. Uh, I got to start learning on putting signs. So what we do is we get out of the car now, and we put our own signs on the on the signs. This is sign one, sign two, sign three, sign four. And then when we come out, we go from four, three, two, and one. And that's how we don't lose our car. Pretty good, huh? Mm-hmm. No, because the car has a button. You can just push it, and it tells you where the car is. But no one told us that. So we put the signs up, and we follow the signs, and now the signs are following us. I'm just saying, in life, you got to have fun. Uh, she told me that one time her father took her as a little kid. Now, again, this is a joke. This is all a funny joke. He's saying to her, listen, you see the store up there? Yes, Dad, I do. About 10 years old. He says, well, you know, it says liquor and poker. And she's like, okay, liquor and poker. All right, Dad. She says that now she turned 18, a little bit older. (laughs) Someone said, hey, remember about the liquor and the poker? Mm -hmm. Which one do you like doing, the poker or the liquor? And my friend says, I'm doing both. I like them both. Again, the humor, did she get it when she was little? No. We laugh about it? Yes. Come on, think about it. Liquor, poker. (laughs) But we don't see it until we get older. Again, her father goes to the restaurant. Says, we're looking at, do you have the type of salad dressing that we would like, a honeymooners would like? And the girls would go, honeymooners dressing? No, you know, uh, let us alone. No, no, no clothes on. No, let us alone. Oh, I missed it. I, my gosh. Let us alone with nothing on. That's it. That's the that's the dressing. Let us alone with nothing on, and they will go. Okay, so you didn't get it, right? So, like myself, I didn't get it. But you, you know, it's the little jokes that people say. Like even Joan Rivers, what did she say? If God, think about it. If God wanted me to bend over, He would have put diamonds on the on the floor. Does that make sense? Not at all.
but again, she got high ratings for that saying. Me, I get on social media, and all I do is, hey, what's up? Hygiene in the house. All I get is, you look, you dumb idiot. Will you get off, and will you get yourself a real life, and will you get yourself a real job, and will you get off of media? Because I'm thinking you're making us look better than, than, than what we normally do. The other night they told me I had more balls. Now listen to me. Bigger balls than a hypo in my mouth. Because when I get on media, I don't care what personality gets out. If you're going to put me out there, oh, honey, oh, honey, we're in the tennis ball lane now. And I got the ball on my side. <laughs> you all going to guarantee that I'm going to teach you a lesson. And it's called wisdom. And I didn't become granny at 62 <laughs> to let a little 45-year-old <laughs> with no teeth <laughs> talk about how granny is so ugly. <laughs> so, yeah, I have to say I have a lot of followers. They hide. And what they do is they respect me now because mm -hmm, they know Granny ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. And what God is doing for Granny is blowing my mind. I'm actually uh, soon going to be playing the violin as I'm talking in the background because I'm thinking the violin is nice and sexy. Isn't that what Lucy was always around with Desi? She always was trying to be this redheaded, sexy girl. Okay, I'm 62 and I want to be 60. I'm, I'm going to be 63 and 2018, and I want to be sexy at 63. Work with me, people. Please work with me. Even if you need bifocals, work with me. It's not the number. It's just the age. Age is just a number, and, and sometimes we forget. Uh, I feel, listen to me, I feel like I'm 104. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Um, I feel like I'm 104. Mentally, I am so immature. I'm only 24. Mm -hmm. And my body is only maybe 44. So I'm trying to get these three together to add up those numbers, divide it, multiply it, then put those parentheses, and then you take it to the second square, and then you bring it down to the negative oak and, and come out with a number like one. But I I haven't figured out how those numbers line up so I can be the greatest number one on media without every time I get on there. They're always saying, you actually think you're funny? No, honey. <laughs> when I look at myself and I can make myself laugh, honey, I think I am funny. And so uh, I've learned that that one follower, that even though he... Really reeks because he can't control me. I'm thinking the word would be uh, no, not my generation. Do you control anybody? <laughs> not my generation. Maybe at 40, you can control a, a 20 year old until she's uh, 22. And then she's like, uh, I'm out of this cage in here. Uh, my, my issue to you and point is to you is that um, in life, um, be happy with what God gives us. Um, I did this face in the box because my daughter passed away maybe not even 15 months ago. Yeah. And they located me a year after she had passed away. So talk about split in half. I want to not sometimes even be waking up, but what has gotten me through this year and has taken that 
tears out of me is the laughter, how people have literally put me down, labeled me, mistaken me, and I've turned my laughter in like Lucille Ball or Joan Rivers. I'm more like Joan Rivers, I would have to say, because her mouth is potty and she's my generation. Uh, well, she was 20 years my uh, age, so yeah, uh, her mouth, mm, I can relate to, you know, how she used to say about her husband and, and, the, and, and men and all. I'm more like Joan, want to be more like uh, Betty, that ain't going to happen, it's just not going to happen, because, you know, once you, you know, once you is lacking me, you just not going to be, you know, that classy up in there, but it doesn't matter, because uh, even though I try to compare myself, and I, you know, read all of their different jokes, I would want to use any of their jokes, I don't, I couldn't, uh, when I do my little skits on um, on my YouTube, and I'll be doing even more, I, I, I watched one earlier with a friend of mine, Rhea, and again, uh, we laughed hysterically, why? I'm describing hygiene, I'm writing it and uh, pronouncing it completely wrong, and I'm going in about sex and on the street. has nothing to do with hygiene, but she's so nutsy that she thinks they're talking about her and sex and including that as hygiene. And she's like, oh, yeah, I am hygiene. And so I made that video, and you laughed hysterically. I made one for Hillary. Again, it was a joke. And it's about an old lady. The gun is in the air. And she's popping the gun, and she's constantly saying, I couldn't sleep last night, Bill. Listen to me. I had what's her name on my mind. Say it again. Say her name again. Uh, That, and the gun is literally smoking, smoking my nose. (laughs) And I've gotten a lot of feedback on that one. It was funny. Not to say, oh, Hillary, you're such a B.I. No, it was funny. It was, you know, just I could use it for myself being funny uh, because I've learned that um, all these comedians, they want to say they're funny, but they want to put the president down. They want to put Obama down. And that's not nice. You know, we got to be, we got to love each other. Come on, people. Love is fun. Love is happy. Love ain't sad. Love ain't hate. Love ain't just label people. Love is, hey, amigo, how you on your way doing today? Hey, does your sister want to come on and play with me? You know, something funny like that. Is your sister cheaper than your than the mother? Because I only got $2. You think she'd do it for 50 50 cent, I mean, you know. And can you let me borrow the 50? I give it back to you next week when I borrow the other 50. You know what I mean? It's that type of, or, or, or even off the, off the wall. Come on, think about it. The dogs, I can't stand these animals and put them on, on social media. Well, I get up there and this is me. How what the heck you want this dog to come up and he's been smelling his little butt all day and now he's coming up and I I miss I miss you so much and he's licking you in your face and they go, Oh my dog loves me and then your friends come over and they go, Wow, it smells like shit in here. Oh Wow, it's the the shits on my face, you mean, from the dog lick? Oh, wow. You got any kid? So is there some dingleberries around my nose? You can, you can see the dingle. Oh, my gosh. I knew that rock waller. I thought it was this, but it was dingle. Oh, wow. That, and this, yes, I'm saying, so sometimes you got to really, really laugh because this social media, especially 
if you if I ever let you watch what comes on my social media, you'd be going, yes, yeah, someone definitely is scamming you, girl, because it's only what they want me to see. But I can go on to my best friend's tablet, and it's everything that you guys would see. Yeah, it's funny. And then when the man gets mad at me and he sees that I'm not on my media, he goes on her media. I'm thinking someone's got a crush on old granny, and that's my granny puts him out there. And <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, um, I've uh, been very blessed this past year especially the last maybe month that I got on this number one radio station. They have changed my life, given me confidence like I've never been, ever, ever could imagine having in my life. And uh, to teaching me that no matter how hard life is, no matter what I have been handed to, and believe me, this plate has been nothing but a plate of bones, skeleton bones, and you're like, really? This is it. So there's no vegetables, no tall salad, no dressing. It's just plain old bones, and you want me to put some salary and some and some kind of gravy on these bones and and think this is what it's going to be. It, it, it is what it is. I have the bones, I crushed them, and I made um, puree. Came out pretty good. My point is, is no matter what we are handed to, always try to love and listen to holidays. Don't you dare go out and spend a lot of money. It's not about that. It's about can you make me a gift? Can you take it to your neighbor? Can you say it took me two hours to make that pie? But while I was making it, I was thinking about you and getting high. I, I didn't have to put the high in there. But, but I, I'm just saying, and there might be a little bit of, of some cannabis up in there because it's going to be legal, and everybody needs to try cannabis because now the whole world is going to be laughing their asses off. I promise you, you take one brownie. You take a hit of some good sativa. And you're going to be in the closet like I am right now. And uh, you're going to be laughing and you're going, no one can record this, can they? No one can see me, can they? Because you will laugh about nothing. And it is better than sitting and going, oh, my gosh, I just spent $50,000 on this woman that gets on my nerves. I just bought her a ring and I have to give it to her and pretend that I love her. When really all I want to do is roll her off the bed, throw her underneath the mattress and say, your honor, uh, she just opened her mouth, and I snapped. And now she's under the mattress, and I deliver her food there because we decided we just cannot communicate anymore, any longer. And this is what life is all about, Your Honor. Again, laughter. I got all these little skits and all. Lucy did that to Ricky. <laughs> Joan said it about her husband. Tim uh, Tim Conway had done it many times to him and Harry. They would always come out with things that I'm coming out with. That it's just you. You just gotta take that hurt and that pain, whatever the ugly negative is for that week. You got bills. Hide them from your wife and your wife. If you have have them, hide them from your husband. But listen to me. But when you had them. You know, don't get in there and say, you know what, honey, I have a confession to make to you. And now he's, uh, you know, drinking, he's really mad, and you're going to add it on. No, you hide it, and then when the next bill comes, you hide that one too. And when the next bill comes, you say, here, why don't you go ahead and divorce me? I'm not good for you. All I do is cause you trouble. I bring you a lot of bills that you haven't even opened up yet, and when you open them up, you're going to agree I'm not what you've been needing for the last... 30 years, you would not believe the bills. I have never paid any of them. I'm just saying. 
He can either snap, or you guys can laugh about it and go, honey, I've been doing it too to you for the last 50 years. Oh, my God. So nothing's been paid now. Well, how are we? And then all of a sudden, the wife goes, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> I won't let you know, but I met my son for Rich Sugar Daddy. <clears throat> He's been paying my share. And then the husband goes, Oh, I'm glad you told me that because, you know, Karen has been paying my share. <laughs> and I'm thinking divorce is what we should be doing now then, huh? Now, 50 years later, mm, I'm just saying. Again, you got to laugh about it. And you have to admit it's kind of funny because that's what happens nowadays. It's um, it's nothing is different than from day from 1948. To nineteen to twenty seventeen, comedy is comedy. It's a uh, get on the, the get on this train. Too many people are hurting. Too many people are sad. So if you sit by someone, if you're down yourself, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and go, "Oh my God, that's not me." Well, yes, it is you. And maybe you can find something in that mirror that'll make you laugh. Or make you, you know, realize, I gotta wake up, I gotta, I'm such a, I'm an angry person. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm so angry, I could chew nails all day long. Yeah, just chew them. And chew them and swallow them. Talk about anger. Oh my gosh. That the man that I take care of, God love him, he's always saying, Ling, you're so funny. And you're always doing something positive. And I'm going, do you see these nails that I'm chewing? I want to say to him, <laughs> but he can't hear or see me. I- I'm just saying, God love him. He's 96. But, uh, and he tells me how beautiful I am and he can't see. Now that's a gift. Come on. Hey, how's my makeup? Oh, you just look wonderful. Okay. And you go out in public, ma'am. Never mind, ma'am. That's okay. And you see everybody laughing and you go, wow, I'm doing something right. You know, there's a booger hanging down. What the hell? Well, you know, you get in the car and you look in the mirror and you go, oh, my gosh, you never told me that. I'm just saying you got to have uh, with living the way I'm living and, and the negative things that I could, you know, absorb. Now, I want to say to each and every one of you, thank you for your time. I want to wish every one of you a happy, happy Heineken, <laughs> a very Merry Christmas, very blessed year. Uh, I'll talk to you next Saturday. And don't forget, number one radio station, BBS. God bless. I love each and every one of you.